I'm Neil. What's up, Cal? How you doing today? Doing real well. Thank you. Thank All you, right. brother. How, so, how about you? I'm doing great. So um, this is actually part one of the season one finale. Yes. And I couldn't be happier because we have Andrew Wynn with us. Um, who I can't is, even believe it. I know. From Agents of Good Roots. Andrew, thank you for joining right. me. Thanks for having me. Awesome, Andrew. I, I honestly can't even believe it. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> so flattered. Um, yeah. Flattered you you called. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. You know, and just to take us back, I mean, I graduated high school in 93 and I was, you know, doing doing my research, and that's when you guys actually formed the band. Yeah, yeah. We were in Richmond and uh I met Brian Jones. He was at the University of Richmond and I was at VCU and there was sort of a lot of uh, energy uh, around that area of the mid-Atlantic with music. You know, you had Dave Matthews percolating mm -hmm. there really with a groundswell. Other acts like everything. You might remember them, the Hooch. Mm -hmm. Um Pat McGee, just a lot Pat of McGee, yes. in that area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's good to be a part of it. And uh, that was right when we were starting to kind of really create a lot of music together. It was great. So it was, you guys all met then kind of in college. In well, college or whatever. Well, sort of. I met Brian, you know, the drummer, yep. uh, songwriter. I met him at, when he was at Richmond around 92, 93. Okay. I've known Stuart Myers, the bass player from Roanoke at high school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we had messed around back, uh, you know, back in Roanoke with some projects. And then he went to William & Mary. And so we stayed in touch. And, you know, really good bass player. So uh, that was already there. And then we worked with some different saxophonists. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the one thing I would... Three of them? Yeah, three of them. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that you mentioned kind of the, the band, you know, with the sax and everything. That's one thing that really drew me to you was that unique sound. And then, of course, the, the voice, you know. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, you probably have heard that. Your unique <laughs> voice and then, of course, the horns in the background. I mean, what it's an amazing yeah. sound. Looking back on it, it's... Uh, I have a greater appreciation for that. You know, I mean, young people always want to kind of fit in, uh -huh. kinda, you know, they don't want to stick out, but you know, in music, it's kind of nice. It's for all that we went through and all the travels and ups and downs. When I look back, it's like, man, that just really sounds like us. You know, it's very uh -huh. distinct, which is nice. That's funny you say that, like everybody, it's all individual, it's all subjective, you know, everybody has their own likes and just, you know, music and everything. I was thinking about that on the way here. I'm like, there's somebody listening to some 41 right now and I'm, damn, I love, you know, and I'm, I'm a kind of a fan, but I mean, that's what, that's what everybody loves. You know, they love their own individual music. I, I grew up loving REM, you know, Morrissey, oh, yeah. you know, I'm like. And then people are like, Morrissey, why don't you go kill yourself? I'm like, get out of here. You know, no, I love Morrissey, you know, the Smiths, you know. So no, I don't want to look for another co-host. <laughs> so, but I, I, like, I like that idea, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just get a little older, you get a better appreciation for 
just kind of embracing what you do and letting it be what it is and just kind of let what you do well (laughs) speak through and then let that resonate with anyone it resonates with and it is not going to resonate with everybody and that's absolutely okay. we have learned that's that that's time. amazing it's <laughs> a hard lesson to learn i i just heard that just yesterday you know you're gonna fail and fail and fail and that's what makes you ex- eventually succeed so that's right yeah no matter what though we're you know we're here with you today you know so we're, we're, we're somewhere yeah <laughs> that's right that's right. I'll uh, take it. So you obviously mentioned you're from uh, Richmond, and you know the band. I think the band, yeah, kind of originated out of Richmond, and you mentioned yeah. Matthews, you know, right from from Virginia as well, right? And yeah, he was in the Charlottesville area. Yeah. Charlottesville, yeah. Gotcha. And but I, I'm was trying to think back, like when was I first introduced to Agents of Good Roots? You know, um, I'm was, not sure. I was in, I was in college and. You know, I remember Dave Matthews was like my freshman year. So I saw him at a real small theater, you know, like 2,000 people front row. I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I'm pretty sure that's probably where I ended up hooking up with you guys. Well, I think, didn't you, did you do right. some like touring or something or open up for him a few times? Or We did. That was later on. Okay. Uh, you know, we had, you know, it was similar genre. I mean, I think back then people tried to like say more that we sound like Dave Matthews. Yeah. Wanted to uh, uh-huh. I'm going no, to, I, I don't think that's no. Insinuate, yeah. I didn't want to insinuate that out. Cause I don't think so. And so no, no, back, in the day, was, back I, then. I, yeah. I've always you know, thought that you guys have aged much better than they have, to be honest. Um, you know, well, I go back and listen to, to some of your stuff and it's just, it's just such a wide range, you know, and some of it's super powerful. And then you, you kind of slow some of it down and, and it just, I think it's aged really well. And I'm super excited because it looks like you guys kind of been dabbling back in it a little bit. Yeah, man. I've really, really uh, re-fallen in love with music in a very concrete, deep way. And I mean, in a different way, like very much of like, this is just, you know, you have a limited amount of time on this planet. What are you going to start doing? Mm-hmm. Now I work, you know, to put meat on the table and, and make some money and take care of the basics. But we, luckily, it, I, there's a little bit of bandwidth left after that. <laughs> bandwidth, I love it. I've really been doing a lot of music and, and it's been a lot of fun. So kind of piggyback that when is your like next show are you doing you know yeah, things or are you... yeah 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 just a little quick recap so yes yeah, <laughs> shows around 2018 and into 2019 and 20 and then we've made a few little recordings which i think are on spotify and other platforms you can check mm-hmm. them out awesome but uh recently we played some shows had a show in Richmond that was really nice. It was well attended, but uh, is that Broadberry? Yeah, the Broadberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richmond, and then we played uh, out in San Francisco. Oh, nice! 
for a, a big birthday party for a 50 year old's birthday party. No kidding. Well, sure. Yeah, we'll we'll for a couple years from now. Yeah. No yeah, man. Kidding. It was out in the woods, the redwoods. It was, it was beautiful. Awesome. And, uh, and I don't know. It just felt really good. It, it was nice uh, to really just sort of sit in the music instead of kind of reaching towards the music. Just be in yeah, it. Yeah, oh, I love that. I mean, yeah. I because I'm neither of us are musicians. We're fans, you know. Like I love hearing that about uh, you know your experience that you that you guys actually have. You know, you going through this, it. This, this circle of sound <laughs> in the moment is where you want is your territory. It's where it feels. Isn't warm. that? Oh wow! And just get into that. Mm-hmm. And then it, if those impulses and ripples resonate with other listeners, great. If not, right, and that's what we feel as listeners and fans, and we're like, oh my gosh, I I do the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, I wonder what they're thinking. And I'm like, I'm feeling great. I'm well, bet you there too. That's what it was. I remember I got my hands on one by one. Yeah, on the album, right? And absolutely, Neil's like the first person. I'm like, dude, you got to listen to this. You know, yeah. immediately, and it was funny because. It's like you said, it's not for everyone, you know, and some people you play and they're like, what is this, you know? And that was not for everyone. Some will, I mean, they they just like are whatever, you know, and then there's some like, what is this? But their their interest is there. Every you damn know? song. Kind of like you said, it ripples from there. Mm-hmm. And eventually it's almost like this community. And then you go to a show together, and it's like it was always a you know, a good atmosphere, you know, they yeah. kind of had that feel to it, you know. Well, you know when I think about it, when you think about a band, like there's different states of a band. I mean, when a group gets together, like in their twenties and they're going for it, (laughs) that's, that's a tall task, man. I mean, that's like, that's like basically saying, okay, we want to do this full time and we want to live on it. Um, um, And so that gets you into the business side a little bit and gets you it's tricky is what i'm saying for these bands that are trying to do that that's it's a challenge and for us a lot of what a challenge of what was challenged for us was back then was being a little bit more consistent it's like when you listen to a beatles album if you listen to some of those early albums you know that have like uh love me do and like please please me and uh even like doing like little richard covers or something long tall sally <laughs> it's a little bit more consistent yes the record but if you go to like the white album it's very schizophrenic and awesome yes. to listen to. this way that way that yeah but we had a little bit of that element to our band even you know definitely by the mid 90s which was good creatively but it was also a little bit whoa you know <laughs> uh-huh. if you listen to like straight around and you listen to a song like straight that Stewart sings it's kind of like a you know just a funk uh-huh. oh I love funk. Just like a funk tune which is cool but then listen to Mercury Jones and that's like dark kind of more avant-garde sounding you know absolutely 
And that's where I was, I was kind of going with it, you know, is yeah. twists and turns to it. And that's why I think it stands up so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. At a, live, <laughs> at a live show, sometimes it can be challenging if you're going to throw that many wide-ranging sort of emotional bents. You know, when people mm-hmm. go to a festival or pounded beers. Well, that's why you just take mushrooms and everything. Hanging out or mushrooms or pot or whatever they do. <laughs> a lot of times they want to get onto a vibration mm-hmm. and ride it for a while you know wow that is so cool you know you know you've been at a show you're like oh, yeah man, i want this to kind of yeah it's... like this on a surfboard just mm-hmm. on a longboard just going you and know, just ride that, ride that that way because there's a couple <clears throat> of instances going back uh like crosby stills nash and young and then even ben harper like there's sometimes where like they're going and they're just jamming and everything's just clicking and that crowd's going and all of a sudden they come you know with like in our house you know or something it's like and it's like the, the crowd's like doesn't know what to do with it like <laughs> that yes our house it's a very <laughs> well, hey which is like one of the most famous popular tunes my kids <laughs> at a live away. show and they're everything's like, yeah oh it's like whoa you know? <laughs> what is this and my kids were blown away with that one they're like wait this is crosby stills and ash because they know it like from a commercial or something <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm like yeah it is that's <laughs> awesome that's um, something I've been really interested in is the song and the music and the venue, the, the sort of the room that it's being performed in. It's like, you know, some of the best artists you like think about, like Charlie Parker and Miles Davis. What space do you envision their music being performed? Isn't that rad? That's, that's rad. And it, it, is, it isn't the Hollywood Bowl. No. no. It isn't Nissan Pavilion, the SoFi Arena. Uh-huh. That's where I hear like uh you know, like a huge band like the Dead playing, like a big full sound, but I hear them in a club, in a jazz oh. club. Yeah. And so that's part of, of sort of you know the 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 live band thing is what kind of sound is this? Is this more cabaret clubbish, or is it more like modern fish mm. has changed their sound? It's much more arena. Uh huh. This freaking amazing. Uh-huh. I picture that in like a college bar. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, smaller, more intimate, and where you're hearing all these small lines go. One hundred percent. I mean, there's nothing better. Than I freaking love that. You. And I mean, that's what got us into this podcast in the first place—the love of the live show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the guess. You know what is it? And you know, different answers. But a lot of times, it just centers around like the energy, like walking in, and the first time the lights go down, you hear that first note, and mm-hmm. just everything. And yeah. We talk about that all the time, but what we don't know, what is it like from your perspective when you're coming out and, you know, night after night, you know, and it's a job, right? And yeah. 
Covenant. And I mean, I tell you, I've done, I've felt the good. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure like, you know, 94, 95, 96, the probably touring and stuff's good. But eventually, I mean, it's a job and it wears on you. I mean, I traveled a ton, totally different for work, but you know what? You do that oh, man, over it's and over. I mean, it's. And your it's, voice too. Right? Wow. Oh, that's Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I'd like to just understand more about that. You know? Yeah. Like, just, what well, is it for you that keeps you coming back and that you walking out the first moment? Well, I mean, that's, that's again, over time, when you step away from this stuff and then get back into <laughs> it a little bit, you get to rediscover the real, under, peel back the onion and get to the core of what you really loved about music originally. And that, that can get lost when you're yes. on the ground. As I say, it's probably hard to do. Yeah. yeah, but now it's when you have time and space, it's like, there's no doubt when you go up to the stage, if there's a good crowd that's receptive to your music, it's a total thrill. There's no question about that. It And it elevates your energy and your performance there's no doubt um especially when you're young and more vulnerable to external stimuli yeah older and you're more consistent hopefully <laughs> and you can generate a nucleus of of musical energy and uh feel and 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 rhythm the band that hopefully is more resistant to the fluctuations of whether it's a good crowd or whether it's a small crowd and just do your thing and get inside that cocoon of sound and enjoy Isn't, it. Wow. That is, I, I, I understood everything you're saying. Some people are like, what is he even talking about? But that's, that's, Sorry, that's no, no, that's totally cool. And that little cocoon. I liked it where you said that, that little cocoon. You're, you're just there in your moment. Yeah. And, and if they're feeling, eh, if they're not, they are, if they are, they aren't, you know? Yeah. And that's the other thing is every <clears throat> single person that's there is connecting with, with you and the music, mm -hmm. but, well, every, but all idea. different ways, you know, the way I'm experiencing connecting is different than Neil, you know, mm -hmm. and then us together is like different than me hanging out with these two over here. And it's just, it is, it's like that little, it's all intertwined that community and that, you know, and I, and I, you know people can sense that people mm -hmm. can sense when a band is really <laughs> in a mode and just sort of Dr. Strange, you know, whipping up the, the little circle yeah. thing. You know, can sense that. Mm -hmm. Dang. So that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that is amazing. That's the goal. Yeah. You want to, you want to have that happen. But so you may have also been to shows where you, you, you see the show and you're like, man, those guys are just, they're just trying to get through this. Right? <laughs> they're just trying to get through the notes and get, mm -hmm. get to the next hotel, you know. Yeah, 100%. I've been to shows like that. I mean, you, Gun you realize it as a crowd. Yeah. Guns yeah. and Roses is a good example. We went to Guns and Roses, was the palace, you know, and they yeah. didn't come on till 11 p.m. You know, they're supposed to come at night. The Buckethead days. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> believe you me, they, they sounded great, but it was like, they just wanted to get the get in there, dee, 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 and get the hell out. You know, I mean, 
Whatever. Uh, it was uh, fun for us, but we did see the the big reunion when they got back together with Slash at Ford Field. It was the first night when they all played. That was pretty sweet, though. Like, you can tell that as you age, you kind of start realizing, you know, what's where your bread's buttered, what's most important, and actually, you know, connecting in different ways too, right? Yeah, because that has yeah. to change. I'm assuming, you know, between you and your mid nineties to like <laughs> now playing Broadbear, you guys have totally. And I do love. I went on the website and saw some of those live performances, and yeah. I kind of like, and I that's how I found you again. Um, yeah. So I always wondered, you know, what happened, you know, because um, well, I've always, you've always been in my rotation. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I think we're we're a band that I think for a lot of you know people that enjoy live music, we're on their radar. Even when mm -hmm. even peripherally, it's like, oh, I heard of those guys. They were kind of cool, kind of <laughs> that Dave Matthews scene. That is totally. I think, I think for us, right around the, the turn of the century, you know, other priorities started entering life you know in your 20s you're such a free-range chicken and then you start getting more <laughs> concerned about you know growing up and all that and and i think that started pulling on us a little bit and i think you know just people wanted to explore other things i mean brian that guy's like a jazz composer you know he's got he's got all kinds of other <laughs> projects and jc's played with everyone uh you know in the richmond area and up right. and down the coast stewart's done a lot of recordings uh -huh. uh, you know but i don't know if y'all know this but you know brian and stewart they're the people playing the bass and drums on that hit song that jason moraz had remedy oh really oh really that's brian and stewart from agents really no, I never knew that. From Agents. I love That's Isaac. hilarious. Yeah, so check it out. That's them on the record. Wow. I'll definitely have to check that out. Now. On that song. I don't, they didn't play on every song, but right. they're on, right. on that song. But yeah. on that one. Huh. Now, is, now a reason for Jason Mraz to be in my playlist. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, he was from the Richmond area. Was he really? I like Mraz. No. Like no, he was always one of those fun guys, right? You know, yeah. uh, his and, standards, he's like a you know, right. a child star like he, yeah. he asked, uh, could have been on a Disney show, like with Britney. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, but that goes back to live shows, and for me, it's like especially when you got people playing instruments, and then you know, kind of this multi instrument thing, or ones you're not used to, and then you just like you said, you know, you feel that vibe, right? And uh, absolutely, and you just Amazing. get into it. And so, I actually did see you live one time um, back in 1998. Um, it was, it was uh, the Planet Fest 96.3 local radio station. It was 1998 at Pine Knob Music Theater. Nice, and uh, it was, I remember this to a T, it was a Sunday. And I remember oh, yeah. asking Neil, I'm like, hey, what are you doing today? Well, Neil likes his Sundays, <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna sit this one out. So I called my, my one buddy, Gruy, and uh, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I'm in. So just me and him showed up. And the whole reason I went was 
Aiden is a good roots was there. Are you serious? Wait to say one hundred percent. I had never seen you live. I had been listening. Well, how the hell did you know about it? Had you seen one by one? Maybe it was that that press. So when did when did one by one release? That was like God, right early ninety eight, maybe. So I must I had to either catch you early somehow, whether just from. Uh, I mean, how had we gotten on your radar at all? Yeah. That's why I, I still can't really pinpoint it. But then you were the right. reason you went there, and I'm like, oh wow! And Grantley Buffalo was playing; they were in the lineup. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Grantley Phillips, I think, is actually the the lead for that. And then it was the Wallflowers, and I actually wrote down the other ones: um, Duncan Sheik, Sixpence, None the Richer, The Wise Store. I mean, it was actually a really solid lineup. Yeah. They had some hits, man. Yeah, I and, think that was sort of a promo. Yeah. And that so that was like '98, and then I'll never forget that show because me and Gruy sat. We didn't even watch the stage. We sat in this one area where everyone walks by and just people watch the entire day. It's awesome. And then it was like, all right, Grantly Buffalo's coming, so we went and watched them, you know, and then went back and sat in our spot. And then you guys came on, and we went and watched that, and I was blown away. It was awesome to see you guys. Like, I hit you good. You guys weren't doing any illegal drugs, though. Not at all. (laughs) Might have had a few beers, you know. Oh, not but, uh, that uh you know it's that thing where you hear i love the record but then to see it live and there's yeah, so many yeah, bands that we our strength of our sound is is probably live it's mm-hmm. we have uh, a couple of cuts that i think have been pretty good recorded but i think there's a way to record our band that I think we need to explore that I hope to do soon. Nice. And I, you know, it's just, it, it, it requires some of that live interaction that you, that a, a studio piecemeal recording can kind of sterilize, you know, that, that that's just, you know, part of it. So that was one thing I wanted to actually kind of bring up, too, is uh, Neil's a big fan of the process. You know, like when you guys go into the studio, how does that work? You guys just go and kind of jam, you bring your own stuff and like. It's neat, you know, with social media and being able to get a window into like a lot of other bands process, like watching footage of the Stones recording. Mm hmm. I, I I like the way they seem to do it, and like old footage of the Beatles mm-hmm. that's been circulating on the internet. Right. I think we need to all four, and we've done this some, but not usually. Get in the same room. Get everyone off gadgets. You know, like mm-hmm. nobody just sit in the room. Get your snacks drinks whatever and just run through things think about your craft it's like a chef going in with some raw ingredients into the kitchen Uh uh-huh start cooking well you know i tell you what i love where you're at with that and if you need a couple of guys to document that process yeah i know a couple I know a couple dudes that might be interested in that job. It's too yeah. deep right here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to be going in the studio in December. And oh, we're really? going to do that in a big room. Nice. There's a great studio in Richmond called Space Bomb. Space okay. Bomb. Nice. Hey, I love that. You know, it would be cool. You can cut this out if you want. But 
it would be cool for y'all to be able to put little things across your podcast at the bottom. Like when somebody names something like yeah, Space we're... Bomb Studios. Bomb, yes. Right there on the screen. 100%. Andrew, you know, like we are not that good at that stuff, but. You got to get it. You yeah, I know. I know. That's what we need to do. No, and then, we need, yeah, we're, we're. We're refining our craft as well, you know. No, what I'm saying, you know, and but we'll go in the studio and we're going to give it a chance like that because I, love it. I think you can really, with a band like ours, uh, the the feel of the band needs to come across, and that only really happens, I think, when you just capture the sound of what you're uh-huh. doing uh-huh. away from all the gadgetry. I, Good, I couldn't yeah. agree more. So now it it's still the original four, right? It is unbelievable. I mean, well, it is. Now we've been through three sax players. Well, but I mean, yeah. from from the time where you kind of settled, I mean, it's been the same for yes. Wow, since I mean, ninety since ninety four, probably. Oh know? wow! Oh, so you went through the three pretty early on, then you found yeah. and then you found that's awesome. Um, can you, you don't hear that too much, you know, and. You know, especially Gus, you know, getting to the age where, you know, we're going to a ton of shows and it's like people we've seen. Got a little time to go see. But it's church. like, oh, there's two of the four people, you know, or three or, you know, whatever. It's just one of them. And But to have the four of you and then getting back into the studio and kind of getting out there. And and like I said, seeing those, you know, some of the original songs, but kind of like that stripped down, little slowed down version of it. Um, yeah. That was yeah. really cool to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny, you know, you do love the energy of youth. That's a powerful thing, you know, that kind of gripping, pulsing uh, uh, inner impulse to the music that youth brings. <laughs> but also, I mean, sometimes we play too fast. When I listen back to shows, I'm like, well, were we all like on speed? I mean, it's, it's like we're... We're just like on cocaine or something. And we, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> but what it sounds like, it sounds like right, we're like, right. and so now it's like, I kind of want to tap into that sort of the kind of head nod in music that you put in on a nice drive through the forest or up the coastline and just kind of road trip songs. Uh, yeah. Like, Let's put that on and really enjoy it. Let it, you know, just saturate <laughs> our feel. I, I mean, are there songs like that for y'all? What do y'all yeah. listen for that? I don't know if uh, Cal said it before. I you know I came in here a little late, but when we went down to uh, Mardi Gras, we we played oh. your album. It was played, and I we always had like a rule on on road trips when you go somewhere like. One, whoever was driving was in charge of the music. But on something like that, it was just me and Neil, we'd go back and forth. I'd play a CD, then he'd pick one, right? You know, and you have the big book of CDs, right? Yeah, it was was a CD. Yeah, yeah, it was a CD, but whatever you picked, you had to listen song one to the very bitter end of it. So it had to stand up. And every effing song on that effing album was fucking great. Absolutely. And I'm like, why would we ever change? I think we did it twice. We did it 
twice on the way there and and and, and on the way oh, home to so Mardi Gras, two thousand. Seventeen hours each way. <laughs> yeah. Wait for the car for a weekend. <laughs> Which probably you did something pretty similar in the early days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's wild. It's like when we used to jam. In the jams, it always felt like you know we had to kind of like. Like you're kind of doing one of those like uh, ninja warrior things, kind of climbing this mountain like aggressively. And it's weird. It's like now it's like I want to, like I don't know if you've ever listened to like a Love Supreme by Coltrane or something. It's very, it has that feeling like, you know, like going for it, like grasping and going dramatic and just powerful. Uh huh. Like I kind of want to explore getting into an improv and just kind of not like it's a tsunami, but just kind of get up on a long coasting wave. Uh-huh. Just kind of sit on it. Don't bring it up. Don't let it down. Yeah. And that happy ride it and make it groove. And mm-hmm. That's, that's going to be the whole crowd got all at one, just groove into it. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. If you do that long enough, it's like somebody just kind of gently patting your back. You mm-hmm. eventually, or like petting the horse on the nose. You're right. just going to eventually kind of like get right. into it. That's kind of what I'm going to I love that, Andrew. That's, a, that's awesome. So the one thing, you know, me just kind of thinking and I was digging a little deeper. Um you know, so you guys went on a little hiatus, kind of mid two thousands or whatever. But you know yeah, what? what I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you know what? Shit happens, right? You know, but right. obviously there's something there, and it, there's that connection. You guys, it's all driving you back together. But I started thinking about it, and we talked about this a little bit on some of our other shows. It was like kind of towards the late nineties, music shifted, and there was like. There was multiple kind of tentacles, but for me, it was like two major ones, right? You had all of a sudden, like, the Limp Biscuits and Corn and Lincoln Park that were, like, dominating just everything. Sure. You know, kind of tail end of kind of the grunge stuff, right? Sure. And you guys came up, and you weren't really that. You weren't the grunge. You kind of, you know, but for me, when I looked at that going into the 2000s, that's where I was, like, I was looking into, like, Wilco. You know, Uncle Tupelo, uh, uh, you know, Sunvolt, obviously, those were all born from each other. But Old 97s, Ben Harper, Freddie Jones Band, you know, those are the bands I started kind of. And that's where I brought you along with all of that. I'm like, no, you're not over there. You're coming with this. <laughs> but, you know, and it was like we had this own, I mean, we used to go to shows at that time with like, we'd roll like eight, ten deep sometimes. Just, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to go. And everyone's like, yeah, you know, and we'd go to all these shows. And it was just, you'd. It was just a great environment. And like you said, there's some jamming going on. All this rusted root was another one too that yep. we always go to. And it was like it was this big shift. And it's like when that happened, it, that probably kind of took some wind out of your guys' sails, I'm assuming. Because you felt like you maybe had momentum, and then all of a sudden it was like boom, and there's not enough over here. You have a like really strong core of bands. Well, that's that wide accepted, you know, corporation yeah. type stuff. Absolutely. That's what I was trying to kind of discuss a little bit when I talked about, 
the white album right act of having a sound that's a little bit more schizophrenic right. versus oh i'm going to go to this live music festival or this live show and i kind of know what i'm going to get it's like mickey d's uh-huh. you know? i know what a quarter pounder is going to taste like you know right <laughs> it's delicious it is delicious (laughs) hey don't be a mickey d's yeah i know (laughs) they're 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 still in business you know (laughs) they're doing something right (laughs) um yes uh but but, you know i I think for us we had some of that they kind of played against us in a in a, a corporate world with a record deal and stuff that kind of gave us a different sort of vantage point. It was good in the long run, I think, because I having that experience is pretty unique, actually, to have gone to Hollywood and recorded in the Hollywood Hills, hang out in the Viper Room. I mean, that was kind of neat. <laughs> kind of dorky, but it was neat, too. Right. And I, I think having that experience versus just sort of Kind of like a Derek Trucks man, yeah. Just kind of came up through that jam band sort of uh, lineage and just kind of rode that wave, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was good. Whereas I think if maybe if we had just kind of stuck with that jam band scene and explored that more, <laughs> it might have been a more uh, marketable slash sustainable product versus everyone you know kind of fraying of the rope sort of right. after 2000 you know right right Maybe, who knows even if that goes consistently well you get to be in that late 20s and people you know their priorities are shifting absolutely unreal i no absolutely dang um but after all that you guys are back um, and so you are going back to this. You, 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 if you get away from something, if it was something you really loved, it, it's not going to leave. You know, yeah, you get back. You still got that fire burning. You can tell yeah. just by talking to you. I mean, you can feel the passion just by talking to you here. You know, so we're soccer yeah. players. Get right back into it, and then guys like athletes that yeah their skill of being the tie you know larry birds they coach and they mm-hmm. went to the nba you know you just you find a way mm-hmm. to uh express it and i mean i'm totally all all in on making some more music awesome i know and you know and the part that you said earlier that's already resonated with me is you went from grabbing for it like always like hustling work and always where now you're just resting in it and that says a lot and that talks i mean that's that's me i mean there was Mm -hmm. a point in my life i want to take over the damn world you know but then you said priorities change you get a little older you know you want a little more balance in life you want to be able to start a podcast you know (laughs) and it's like you know what sometimes just sit back and say i'm good here but now it gives me time to do this over here and do it how i want to do it yeah Oh, man. Having, I love it. Yeah, you think about like developments in society back, you know, from the Sumerians, 
you know, when everyone's gardening and chasing a deer to put food on the table, there's not really time to create and build the food. <laughs> but now we're a little older. You know, I've got a family that I love and they're doing well. And other guys in the band have families that takes up some of your bandwidth. Mm. But there is time as they get more their own feet under their ground where you've got this time and space where yes, use it and do what you love. And use it. I love that. I love it. Yeah, use it. That's what we've done here. Exact I mean, same principle. We're just on the other side of it from you. Yep. <laughs> for example, like a band like Fish, didn't they kind of go on hiatus for a while? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And Trey was going through some things and he figured yeah. out some things. They got back together and they, you know, and that renewed spirit. And right. That's right. Whatever their experience was. But yeah, they, I love that renewed spirit. They got Some, back together. Sometimes you just got to be pain and walk the earth for a bit and you find out where home actually is, you know? That's right. More than ever, rejuvenated. Well, I mean, I can't thank you enough for, for joining us. Yes. Um, this is so one, actually, before, so Neil, I, I don't even, Neil doesn't even really understand how this even happened. And yeah. so I did want to actually just kind of, so, we'll recap. you know, me being the new social media manager of Two Dudes and Killer Tunes, you know, I'm posting stuff and videos of shows and all the time. And, you know, having like that page, you end up connected to people you're never going to meet in your life, right? Well, I see someone that I'm connected with post the Agents of Good Roots from Broadberry. And I'm like, holy crap, that was in August. So that's where I immediately I'm like, are they touring? So then I find your website. And, you know, I see that you're doing some local stuff and it looks like you even have something already planned out in May of 24. Um, it's going to be a good show, yeah. Check out Isaac Haddon. Isaac Haddon, H-A-D-D-E-N. He's really good. Isaac Haddon, we, good, good. Gotcha. He's so, from the Roman area. Anyway, yeah, so I'm like, okay, you're, in, you know, playing around Richmond and that. And then, you know, I kind of looked at the history, get you know, kind of back together and whatever. And so you have the contact us thing. So I put my information in there and I mean, just probably like midnight, you know, cause that's usually when I'm up late and doing all my work. And then, you know, I'm at, sitting at my desk at work and all of a sudden my phone rings and it's, I mean, it's a Virginia number, I believe. Or, or whatever, Mar you know. Maryland. No, it's Maryland. It's yeah. Maryland. It shows up Maryland. I'm like, not answering that. <laughs> ah, <laughs> and then I see the message and I'm like, holy shit. You know, so I hurry up and call him back. And I mean, we talked for like 10 or 15 minutes, I think, just the other day. And uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And I dropped the bomb. I'm like, yeah, hey, I don't know if you're busy Saturday, but you know, and here we are. I mean, it's it just, but you know what? Sometimes that's how things happen. Yes. You just got to go with it. You know? Exactly. Sometimes you just have to just kind of <laughs> open that door a little bit and take a little yep. step. Thanks. Unreal. I love it. Because that's wow. what we're trying to do. We're not trying to be the most amazing Joe Rogan ever. <laughs> but in five, seven years, who knows? We yeah. might just, just might be just two dudes in right. the basement. Absolutely. With a hundred thousand followers. There's who knows? Space for that of exploring these bands that kind of you know, that are very interesting bands, have interesting stories and mm -hmm. sharing their music. I mean, they they'd love to get on your absolutely. Uh, and Thank you know that's you where much. you know we started out i mean so like my kids have been on it you know uh, neil's sister my brother so we've had a lot of family but we've had friends we literally haven't seen in 30 years yeah 
you know, and yeah, now like, hey, man, what's up? You know, exactly. Yeah. Like the one guy we hadn't talked to in 32 years, you know, and he shows up in the basement on Cinco de Mayo and we <laughs> talk for like two hours. And now I'm going to see Ben Harper with them in a couple of weeks. You yeah, know? So, absolutely. so it's like reconnecting with everyone. And that's the thing. We've gone to shows and it's like all these guests, we've gone to like six shows and we're with all these people. You know, it's that community again. That's what it comes down to. Social media, it's got its foibles it's yeah. got problems yeah man this kind of stuff is the magic of it really Absolutely. being reach out to anybody it's unbelievable Absolutely. unbelievable i you're unbelievable oh my yeah. god i Andrew, can't even fucking yeah i mean i can't thank you enough for being yes. here with us i'm super excited yeah, to hear. Anytime, man yeah i'm super excited to hear about how things go in december when you guys get in that room and just kind of you know work some work some music out I would love to stay in touch. Um, and I'm yes. not joking. I'd, I'd like to get out to Virginia and yes. take a show out. So when we'll you said that, uh, I was like, dude, we have to go to a show. Absolutely. We haven't, had a, road trip. We haven't had a road trip show. probably since Mardi Gras. Yeah. That show in May is going to be great. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm really, I'm really Good looking brother. forward to it. It's awesome catching up with you. Um, yeah. And you know what? I expect you to be stronger than ever. Just like you said. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. Nice talking to you. Thank you. All right.